Blog Talk Radio. Considers him one of the greatest 
their, one of their greatest basketball players. And um, it's a, it was a good win for them, and um, it was a good win. I mean, that's, that's a historic win for yeah. their program. I mean, and, and and they do have a really proud history in basketball. I mean, if you look up through their history, if you do a Google search, their history in basketball is really good. I mean, it's kind of like, and and then we'll get we'll jump into the into the college football rankings. It's kind of like um, how Murray like Memphis. I know a little bit about like Murray State basketball. It's kind of like how Murray State basketball is in Murray, Kentucky. Like it's a real big deal, and I know they're gonna they're going crazy now in Evansville. But that's not why we're here. We are going to be talking about college football rankings, and we're just gonna go through the rankings real quick uh, for those that just the top ten teams uh, for those that are uh, that have been probably like falling asleep and don't have TVs or they've been living under a rock. Uh, right now, in according in week twelve, top ten for college football for, for the college football playoff rankings are LSU at one, Ohio State at two, Clemson at three, Georgia at four, Alabama at five, Oregon six, Utah seven, Minnesota eight, Penn State nine, and Oklahoma ten. Florida is the uh, is the eleventh team and. We're going to jump right into it, Stacey, because I know you have a lot of opinions as well as I do. I'm not surprised at the three, at the top three. What I am surprised is Georgia leapfrogs Alabama. And I'm going to use an analogy, and I'm going to talk to, uh, I'm going to bring up what happened in 2011. Mm-hmm. LSU, um, of course, was the number one team, and they earned their right to go to play in New Orleans. But Alabama, I mean, in 2011, not Alabama, but Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State, which I think that year went five and seven. Alabama lost to LSU at home by five. But that year, we 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 beat y'all nine to six in in, in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Alabama lost to LSU nine six in 2011. Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State. Now, get this, when they played that game, it was right after a plane crash had kind of, like, killed the women's basketball coach. However, I remember that. It was like that. It was a Friday. They played a Friday night. LSU played uh, Ole Miss the very next day. Because I remember I had sold my – I was going to Oxford for that game, and I sold my tickets to somebody because I had just quit my job. So and I needed the money. Um, we look at this: Georgia leapfrogging Alabama. Georgia lost to South Carolina. May or may not go to a bowl this year, which goes into this whole thing of if you're a top, if you're in the top four, and if you have one loss, your equality. I would rather lose to a top three or top five team than lose to a team like South Carolina. If that makes any sense. And I'm looking at it at first I'm like, okay, why is Georgia leapfrogging Alabama? Why is Oregon leapfrogging I mean why is 
uh, why are we talking Alabama, Oregon, and Utah when they lost to South Carolina? I think the the logic that I heard and I see it, and let me say, first of all, and you read my stuff on Twitter, I told you and I told other people Alabama's going to either be four or five. I felt that coming in. I said, really, the only thing LSU did besides win, of course, and played a, a good game, they just gave Alabama a weekend off. This was, after I thought about it, I said, after I got over it, I'm like, they just basically gave Alabama a weekend off because that last touchdown, that two or three, basically sealed the fact that Alabama was going to be one of the four or five tough uh, teams in the nation. But the logic I heard was from the committee tonight was that Georgia had better wins than Alabama. Okay, I can see that. But that South Carolina win, I mean, that South Carolina loss to be on them like an albatross. And my thought process is they know what they're doing. They know Georgia has a tougher road to get to to New Orleans and Alabama would have because Georgia still has yeah, they to do. play. I mean, and, and so my logic is they know, I think the committee knows what they're doing. In the back of their mind, they're saying to themselves, okay, if Georgia is the number four, number three, or whatever team, the top four, they're going to have to prove it because they're, gonna have to play, they're still going to have to play Auburn. They still have to play Texas A&M, Georgia Tech, which they should beat Georgia Tech, and then you got to play LSU. I'm sorry, I'm not buying Ryan. I'm I'm telling you right now, Georgia is not going to beat everybody on this schedule. I'm sorry, they're not. I mean, I'm not saying Georgia's a bad team, but I saw them struggle with. Remember, they struggled with Kentucky, huh? I don't disagree they, at all. I I think if you if you look at their schedule and like, and I'm I'm just like for example, I'm looking at Oregon's schedule right now. Oregon gets Arizona, Arizona State, and Oregon State. Um. The only team, I mean, I, I would, I mean, they get two games at home, uh, Arizona right. on Saturday, and they get Oregon State on uh, the uh, two weeks from now. I don't see Arizona. I don't see Oregon struggling. I don't see Oregon losing to none of the not one of those three teams right there. I really don't. And then I'm looking at Utah's schedule. And if you look at Utah's schedule, um, Utah gets UCLA, Arizona, and Colorado. Um, and Colorado, that will close out their their um, their um, regular season. And more than likely, it's going to be Oregon and Utah in the Pac-12. In the Pac-12, well, it is going to be Oregon and Utah in the Pac-12 uh, championship game. And I think even I think whoever wins the Pac-12, um, they could probably get into that fourth spot if Georgia loses. I think either the them problem, or Alabama. I think the the thing that the committee also said tonight was that the reason why Oregon is behind Alabama is because their schedule, and I think a lot of this is coming down to who you played and who you beat. The thing about it is, think about it, the ironic thing between Alabama and Oregon is what do they have in common? They both play Auburn. Mm-hmm. And I think the simple fact of the matter is, Georgia, I'm, we're just going to assume Georgia's going to lose to somebody. I'm going to say LSU. Georgia gets knocked out in the SEC championship game. Alabama basically just has to win out. They beat Auburn, they get in. 
because I think what the committee is saying is if Alabama wins out, Oregon wins out, but if Alabama, the common opponent between Oregon and Alabama is Auburn, and Alabama beats Auburn, that's what's going to get them in. I think that's, I mean, if, if Oregon can run the table, and I think, I'm not even sure Oregon can run the table. Arizona State is not an awful team. They could give them a hard time. No. And uh, Utah might no, have an uh, uh, easier road. But I don't think either Pac-10, I don't think either Pac-12 team would get in over Alabama unless Alabama, of course, lost. But that's my thought. If it came, I think that's why they put Oregon and Alabama right at five and six because it's going to come down to, to me, the Auburn game for Alabama. They should be missing. Yeah, I do. They're going to be Western Carolina. It's going to come down to the Auburn game. I'm sorry. What? No, I I don't disagree at all. I mean, I I think you look at at what's happening here. um, You're looking at what's happening here in in terms of of schedule and the common opponent. I mean, Oregon and and Alabama, they're common opponent. And and Georgia's a common opponent. It's going to be Auburn. And I think Georgia goes to Auburn. Georgia goes to Auburn. I think they go to Auburn, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know the line on that game, but I wouldn't touch that with a dang ten foot pole. No, because no. anything can happen. Any, I mean, it's Auburn. Anything can happen with it. it, it anything can happen. It's sort of like they have some sort of deal with the devil. <laughs> It's not going to be an easy game for Georgia, and that's the thing. Georgia's offense is not very good. They're not. Georgia's, Georgia's offense is very. It's it's it's, it's suspect. It's been, it's been for the longest, and I think you know we're going to start have to start having this conversation in big games if we haven't had that conversation already. He disappears. You know, he disappears. I mean, the the game against LSU last year, I mean, people are like, well, LSU can't beat Georgia. I'm like, dude, LSU exposed Georgia last year in Baton Rouge. So, you know, miss me with this shit of Georgia, Georgia would beat LSU. I don't think Georgia would beat LSU. Um, in the SEC t- championship game. I just can't see that happening. I don't see it happening either, and that's my thing, is Georgia's offense. Georgia's defense is pretty good. I give them credit. But their offense mm-hmm. they got some really, They point. got some good playmakers on that team. I am on that They, do, they do. But but like you said, everybody, you know, in big games, where has Jake Fromm been? Because the last two years, He's been a starting quarterback against Alabama in the SEC championship game. And I, he was starting quarterback when, when Auburn beat Alabama and, and uh, Georgia that year. I think he was the quarterback then. And he hasn't shown up for the big games. I mean, yeah, he beat Florida, yeah. But when it really matters, like now, I don't, you know, Tua beat him off the bench. Jalen Hurts beat him last year off the bench. You know, I don't see – them beating LSU at all. They they don't have enough offense to do it. No, uh, that's we'll, – we'll, as I said, we'll see. And, and Georgia Tech is not a slouch. I mean, that's a – anything can happen. I think that game this year is Atlanta. I want to say they're playing in Atlanta. I have to look. 
But Georgia Tech is no slouch. Even though they're not that good, it's still a rivalry game. They and uh, uh, so we shift over. Um, I, I know we wanted to talk about the college football ranking, but we shift over and we talk about what happened with Arkansas and Chad Morris. There was no I'm way in the world they were going to keep him out. They no, you can't out. lose to Western Kentucky. And, I mean, people are already saying they thought Chad Morris was going to be fired after the game. It was a day later, but that was the fact. Chad Morris should have stayed at SMU. The conversation I, I have with people is Chad Moore is the fact that Brett Bielema, even though it bottomed out at the end, he was he had that program going in the right direction. Why? I mean, it's it's like. Why would you fire him? And I, I understood why they fired him, but you bring in Chad Morris, and Chad Morris was not setting the world on fire at SMU. He was building that program up, but he was not setting the world on fire at SMU. And now you're going back to square one. This is the fourth different coach that uh, that you're going to have. Well, I mean, the third different coach you've had since you forced out Houston Nuts. You don't count I don't count John L. because he was an interim. But where do where do where do they go where do they turn from? Where do they who do they turn to? Uh they had a chance to get Mike Norvell. They still have a chance to get Mike Norvell. But Mike Norvell can do better than Arkansas. And he's from Arkansas. If uh if I'm not mistaken. He played at uh Central Arkansas. And I think he can do a whole lot better than Arkansas. Well, you know, the rumor has it Mike Leach, but I'm like, why would Leach want to come to Arkansas? I mean, I've heard of that argument last year for Tennessee. If Leach was going to leave, he would leave for somewhere like Tennessee, I would think, somewhere else that's bigger. Why not? I mean, here's my thing, and I say this, Florida State's looking for a coach, too. Why doesn't anybody call Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin, that's what Arkansas wants. What? Because of the whole baggage thing. And, and and I think it's unfair that Lane Kiffin, even though he flamed out at USC, and even though he flamed out at – I mean, he did flame out at Tennessee. I think had he not left at Tennessee, had he not left Tennessee, Tennessee would probably be, I wouldn't say, a national cha- They wouldn't have won a national championship, but Tennessee would not be mired in mediocrity like they are. Right. Now. Exactly. But I, I, I agree. It's very, un- it's very unfair to me that Lane Kiffin hasn't been considered for a big job. Everybody wants to say, well, he's at Florida Atlantic. Yes. But he's grown his resume. He's grown up. I mean, Coach O, uh, Stacey, I remember when the 2007 Egg Bowl happened and Ole Miss was playing Mississippi State. They were going to give Coach O another year at Ole Miss. 
The fourth down call in that game got him fired. If he doesn't call that, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a fourth down call that got him fired. And old in Mississippi State won on a kick on a, a field goal. They won on a field goal. And that put Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl against Central Florida. And Coach O got fired, I think, 30 minutes after the game. 30, he wasn't even, I don't even think he made it to Oxford. He got fired um, right after the game. And to see him go from that to what he's doing now is remarkable. And he's at a, he's a, the perfect fit for LSU. He was a bad fit at Ole, uh, at Ole Miss, basically. He was, Ole Miss, and, and I'm not sure if you've ever been to Oxford. Ole Miss is, and, and I love Oxford, but to be perfectly honest with you, it's nothing but separate wives and frat boys. That's really what that city <laughs> is. And, and Ole Miss, the campus is the same way. It's separate wives, it's frat boys, and it's real, real old money. And Coach O and his personality just did not fit there. And I would say the same thing would happen with Mike Leach if he went to Oxford. He would piss off a lot of – let's say, for example, he did go there. He would piss off a lot of rich, old-ass boosters because of the things that he said. He does well in cities like Pullman and Lubbock, which are completely – which are complete outposts. Uh, yeah, because he's eccentric, and I think he's Mike Leach is an eccentric guy. I, I agree. I don't think he's an SEC guy. I mean, I, I'm not saying he couldn't coach in the SEC. It doesn't fit him. I mean, Lane Kiffin fits, I think, the SEC mode. But maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But I think his coaching style fits it. But I agree. I think that. Lane Kiffin, you know, fits it more to me than Mike Leach would. Because Lane Kiffin has been in the SEC. He knows what the atmosphere is like. I think he could do it, but Mike Leach, no. I, he doesn't fit. He's eccentric. A lot of SEC fans, yeah. of course, take their football seriously. Yeah, Him but, coming in there talking crazy, talking shit, would not go off yeah, well but, but probably his, in a lot of SEC his, cities. His eccentricities are like, Way out of left field, like tinfoil shit. Like right. completely, it's like it's like tinfoil, crazy cat lady shit. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> his eccentricity. That's, that's that's right because he's like but, he's, but, but, you know, the man is a brilliant offensive line. So he yep. has a brilliant offensive line. I think you know we. I think everyone is eccentric to a, a, a to a fault. Um, everyone is, and in the case of Mike, in the case of Arkansas, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to. I don't know who they look to. I mean, my my first suggestion is Mike Norville, uh, maybe PJ Fleck, but PJ Fleck just signed an extension. Um, you could go group five, you could go G five, but who out there in G five are you? Can you get besides Mike Norville? I mean, Mike Norville. Uh, maybe Charlie Strong, maybe I don't, which I don't think would happen. Um, I think Arkansas is going to end up with another assistant coach, but I think the thing about it is they need to be selective on the kind of assistant. Like honestly, 
your um, offensive coordinator at LSU might be somebody they need to consider to do the genius. Clearly, he turned that whole offensive uh, system around at LSU. Joe Burrow is probably going to win the Heisman. LSU is competing for a national championship. Arkansas would be crazy. Florida State, for that matter, too. Florida State and Arkansas would be crazy not to go after the offensive coordinator at LSU. I can't think of his name right now, but they would be crazy uh, not to go after him. Passing, Joe Brady. Passing, Why not go after Joe game, Brady? I mean, coordinator. Somebody's going to be throwing money think, at him this year. I think in I'll, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'll take him now. <laughs> and in their eyes, uh, in their eyes, they don't. They think he's too young, which I think is stupid because hell. Um, PJ Fleck was like 32 when he got his first coaching job, but he was at a G at a G5 school. He was at Western Michigan, so it's not like he went to you know. It's not like you know you're getting someone that's from a um. Uh, what's the word? I'm, what's you help me out here, Stacy? It's not like you're getting somebody from um. Uh, in there that season and whatnot, uh, but I, I will. But we're going to close out this podcast first. I want to talk about the. Uh, I, I know um, my Saints lost Sunday, so we just. It was just. A, I think that was a wake up call for us. But the Cowboys and Jason Garrett. Fire him! I'm done. I'm done. I'm telling you, as a Cowboys fan, I complained. As a big, like a big dog, I'm frustrated. I want him gone. I think it's time. I think that's one reason Jerry Jones has not pulled the trigger on his contract because I think if Jason Garrett, first of all, he needs to make the playoffs, which that's up in the air. Even if he makes the playoffs, if the Cowboys don't make it to the NFC Championship game, Jason Garrett is gone, I predict, right now. He's going to have to do more because there's one thing, you know, you win the division, which is a horrible division. But yeah. if you can't get it past the first die. round of the playoffs into the NFC Championship game, you need to be fired. And I think Jerry Jones is going to pull the trigger if Jason Garrett does not win. Uh, get it? Does, does, I mean, not win. Does not get into the NFC Championship game this year. He's gone. That, that's my prediction as a Cowboys fan. What, what's one image I'll never forget? And this was long before I even moved to New Orleans. Um, I was. I came down here. Uh, the weekend of the Saints Cowboys game in 2013, and one of the images, and you know Memphis is a huge Cowboy city. It's a big Cowboy city. So Memphis? I came down here. I watched it. Yeah, Memphis is. It's a huge Cowboy city. They got Cowboys. Wow. Club. It, it's not just a big. Uh-huh. No. People in Memphis could care less about the Titans. I mean, there are Titans fans there, but it's not like Cowboy fans. So I came down here, and one of the images I'll never forget when the Saints were beating the crap out of out of the Cowboys, there was a stream, a steady stream of Cowboys fans leaving the Superdome, pissed. And I called one of my friends, my best friends from college, and I asked him, I said, dude, What's your opinion on on Jason Garrett? He's like, dude needs to go. Yeah, he needs to go. And and people have been saying this for the last six, seven years. I don't know any other franchise 
that has been equally frustrated with their coach other than the Cowboys. I don't know any other franchise. I mean, yeah, you can get frustrated with Sean Payton too, but hell, Sean Payton gets results. I mean, especially the last three years. But in the case of Jason Gary, how he has wasted, how the Cowboys have wasted guys like uh, Tony Romo, Jason Witten, Sean Lee, Dak Prescott, and Zeke, Zeke, and now Amari Cooper, they've wasted a lot of talent, a lot of talent in in Dallas. I agree. So I mean, talent. as a cow, as a Cowboys fan, I, t- that, I think that's the most frustrating part, like you said. All this talent, and somebody tried to tell me, well, the Cowboys don't have talent. Bullshit. They have talent. They just don't have the coach. Jason Garrett is not going to get it done. I knew it when we started on that three-game losing streak. He's not going to get it done. I'm sitting up here watching this game. Cowboys should have won. I mean, and, and clearly, I mean, the Vikings are pretty damn good teams, but they're not saying this. This is not trash team. team that the Cowboys lost to the Vikings are good. They're driving, and on third three, I'm going to myself. And and you might see me say this: Why would you not run Dak Prescott on third and three? Why would you, you know? Somebody else said, "Well, why did they take the pan, take the ball out of Mari Cooper's hand?" Exactly. This is stuff as fans. We're sitting here calling these plays, and we're going, "Hello." If I'm sitting up here, not even the head coach could see this and could and could call this. Why couldn't he? I we don't talk about that. And one, one last thing, we were talking about that. I was at a, a, a big at this thing uh, downtown in downtown New Orleans, and we were talking about it. We were watching it. I'm like, this is coaching malpractice. But uh, anyway, Stacey, that will be doing that do it for us here on the Ryan and Stacey podcast. Uh, as always, we will see you down the road and uh, say goodnight, Stacy. Goodnight, Stacy. We'll see you. That we'll see you sometime soon, folks, on Double Overtime Radio. <laughs>